I will now tell you a dream. I was hiking with all of you and many others whom I did not know. We stopped in a vineyard for refreshment, and everyone scattered about to pick fruit, feasting on grapes, figs, peaches and plums. I was with you, plucking grapes and figs for you to eat. I seemed to be dreaming and somehow regretted that it was only a dream. Anyhow, I said to myself, let the boys have their fill. Through the rows of vines, we could see the vine dresser. Once we had our fill, we resumed our march through the vines, but we had a hard time crossing the deep furrows running the whole length of the vineyard. The sturdier boys managed to jump from one row to the other, the smaller ones could not quite make it and usually tumbled into a deep furrow. Sympathizing with their plight, I looked about for some other way out and noticed a dirt road alongside the vineyard. I made for it with all of you, but the vine dresser stopped me and told me. Listen to me, keep off that road. It's rocky, miry, thorny and rutted, absolutely impossible. Stay on the path you have taken. I would like to, but these little fellows cannot make it across the furrows. That's no problem. Let the bigger boys carry the younger ones. They will still be able to jump from row to row. Unconvinced, I made for the dirt road with all the boys, only to find that it was indeed forbidding and impassable. Turning to Father Francesia, I remarked, We are between the devil and the deep blue sea. We had no choice but to keep crossing those furrows along a path parallel to the dirt road. When we finally reached the last row of vines, we were faced by a thick hedge of thorns. Clearing a passage with great difficulty, we descended a lofty bank into a lush, tree-dotted meadow. In its center I spotted two former oratory pupils who, on recognizing me, came over to greet me. We chatted for a while. Then, one of them, holding up two birds, said, See what I found. Aren't they cute? What are they? I asked. This one is a partridge and this is a quail. Is the partridge alive? Sure, it is alive. And he placed a most beautiful fledgling into my hands. Can it feed itself? Yes, it has just started. While watching it eat, I noticed that its beak was split into four parts. Surprised, I asked the boy about it. You mean you don't know? The four-parted beak symbolizes the same thing as the partridge itself. I don't understand. You should. After all, you are well educated. What is the Latin word for partridge? Paradox. Well then, you have it. I still don't understand. Tell me. 
All right, I will. Consider what each letter in Latin stands for. The translation from Latin for each letter means P stands for perseverance. E stands for eternity awaits you. R this Latin sentence means everyone must render an account of his deeds, whether good or evil. Letter D stands for without regard to his name, worldly fame, glory, knowledge or wealth. I stands for he shall go. Now you also know what the four-parted beak means. The four last things. I see, but what does X, the last letter, stand for? Can't you guess? Didn't you study mathematics? All right. X stands for an unknown quantity. Good. Now replace the word quantity with destiny, and you have unknown destiny. He shall go to his unknown destiny. Amazed, but also convinced by this explanation, I asked him, may I keep this partridge? You are welcome to keep it. Would you like to look at the quill too? Yes, let me see it. He handed it to me. It seemed to be a very fine-looking bird, but on lifting its wings I saw it was covered with sores. The more I examined it, the more hideous, festering and foul-smelling it became. What happened? I asked the lad. You're a priest and have studied Holy Scripture, and yet you don't understand? Don't you remember that when the Israelites grumbled in the desert, God sent them a flock of quails? The Israelites feasted on them, but even as they ate, God punished thousands of them. This quail tells you that gluttony is more deadly than the sword, and it is the fountainhead of most sins. I thanked him for this explanation. Meanwhile, a large number of other partridges and quails appeared over all the hedges, trees, and meadow. You boys pounced upon them and got yourselves a meal. We then resumed our march. Those who had fed on partridges felt strong and followed me, those, instead, who had feasted on quails lingered in the valley and scattered about. I saw them no more. In brief, the partridge stands for virtue and the quail for vice. I need not tell you that the fine looks of the quail masking the putrid sores under its wings symbolize impurity. The boys greedily feasting on quail, notwithstanding its rotten condition, are those who give themselves to sinful habits, while the lads eating partridge are those who love and practice virtue. I saw boys holding a quail in one hand and a partridge in the other, but feeding exclusively on quail. These lads know the beauty of virtue, but refuse to use the God-given means to become good. Others, instead, fed on partridge, but kept glancing longingly at the quail. They are those who walk the path of virtue, but half-heartedly, by force. Unless they change their outlook, sooner or later they will fall. 
I also noticed that quails would keep fluttering in front of boys eating partridge, but these lads just ignored them. These are the ones who follow virtue and who loathe and despise vice. Then there were boys who ate both partridge and quail. These are the fellows who swing from vice to virtue and vice versa, fooling themselves into believing that they are not so bad after all. Who of us was eating what, you may ask? I have told many yesterday. As for the rest, let them come to me and I'll tell them too. Prayer Dear Lord Jesus, help me to avoid all forms of vices, bad habits, and live a virtuous life. Mary, our help, please help me. Amen.